Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan, and we are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Hello. Uh What's going on, Claudia? I am chilling in the rain in Texas. And we're going to get into that in a second. And please welcome Funky Diva. What's up, Q? What's going on, everybody? Happy, what's the day? Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Um, How y'all doing today? We drinking? What's happening? Listen, I have to drink. Let me tell you what happened at work today. So, you know, you guys know I teach at Boise State University, one of my 100,010 jobs. So today, the president of the university, Dr. Burrow, B-R-E-A-U-O, it's a female. She's one of the few female um, presidents of HBCUs, the provost, Dr. Amuso, and the secretary of education for the state of Maryland set in my class. Oh, damn. Unannounced. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, did I drink last night? <laughs> well, I bet you wasn't on the buttery Chardonnay at that time. I had on this jacket, guys. When I got home, you know that whole shirt was soaked, right? <laughs> the whole shirt underneath was soaked. But I'm going to post it on my social media so everyone can see. We ended up having an incredible time because, you know, they, they travel with, with a team. So it ended up being like eight visitors in my class. <laughs> Do so. you think you did well? How'd you do with them there? Do you feel like you did better or do you feel like you did a good job while they were there watching? Well, luckily we were going over what the midterm is tomorrow. So we okay. were going over what to expect on your midterm. We were talking about, you know, the importance of using social media for positive. Watch what you put on it. They really got into it. And we talked about young kids really got to watch what they put on their social media when they're young, because as they develop in their careers, whether it's professionally or just in professional sports, it could come back to bite you. Um, and one student who was there shared how their brother lost uh, their four-year scholarship to Notre Dame because of something he had put on his on his social media while the letter was, you know, how they give you an intent letter. So Damn, that sucks. Good. Thank good. God we got this job talking about other people for a living, right, Falafi? <laughs> okay, that part as reckless as my damn social media is. Let me tell you something. I you go through my social media, I wouldn't qualify for any job that that <laughs> you have to go through because I don't cuss folks out. I don't told people where they can stick it. I'm sure I don't got racial with a couple people from time to time. So if I did not work in entertainment, my social media definitely would not pass the litmus test to work in anybody's corporate environment. <laughs> you know, that sucks that we got to be like, like it, that's an issue. But I guess, I mean, that's just the nature of it, the, the, the game. I will say this. I've definitely cleaned up from when I was younger. When I was younger on the, on the foxhole with Jamie Foxx, we said stuff, but it was different times back then you would definitely get canceled for that kind of stuff. And every once in a while, someone want to like go run through those old audio clips and they'll find something. But my explanation is it was a different time back then. So, you know, things are much more sensitive now. It takes the fun out of things though. Cause like being reckless is fun and shocking is fun, but yeah. all right. Well, somebody who uh, don't care about being reckless and is still living his life is that damn Dwight Howard. Okay. He's trying to get his sexual assault lawsuit thrown out. Dwight admitted to meeting up with his accuser for a hookup, but says he did not force the man into a threesome. Now, text messages between Dwight and his accuser were leaked. In one of the exchanges, Dwight wrote, now, I want you to know, I'm not like gay or anything. I'm just a little nasty. Sometimes I don't want to offend you. Now, do you believe Dwight? What do you think about this case? Period. Al, let's go to you first. Well, number one, yes, I believe he did not force that young man. I think that young man wanted Dwight to himself. 
And when he got there and saw that Dwight required some form of some type of female in that room, he got offended and didn't want to stay. Do I think Dwight Howard is gay? I'll say this. Gay might not be the word that he relates to, but if you're having consensual sex with two men, one being a drag and one being a regular guy and you're pulling on his penis, you're not straight, young man. Um, but this is a question that I have. This is a question I have. And I, I want to pose this to Q, because maybe Q, this is more of your specialty. This is not shade anybody. But I want to have the discussion on why is it that men have to have some form of a woman in the room? It could be drag. Obviously, from what this young man said, Miss Kelly or Miss Kitty looked Miss a Kitty. hot Miss Kitty looked a hot mess. I would love to see those pictures. Why do men like Dwight have to have some form of a woman looking like in the room in order to feel comfortable to have sexual relations with another man, specifically in this case? So either a lot of men have to have a trans woman or they have to have a regular woman. I've been in those situations where men want to want to you know be with you but they have to have a woman in the room or it has to be a drag like miss kitty um you know what Al? i cannot succinctly or definitively answer that question the only thing that i can assume is that for somebody who is still not come to terms with the fact listen denial is one hell of a thing and i think for a lot of people they can't wrap their head around oh crap i'm interacting with a man and at least if that woman presence is in the room it, then it then it becomes more like he said i'm not gay i'm just nasty sometimes it's just a way in my opinion to pacify themselves and to 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 make themselves feel better because they've been indoctrinated in such a way that, you know, it makes them feel uncomfortable. What I find unfortunate about this story is that in order to save his ass from going to jail or being sued for sexual assault, Dwight Howard has been, you know, you know, kind of forced out of the closet per se for whatever his sexuality is. I definitely believe that sexuality is a spectrum. Um, I definitely do not believe that Dwight Howard is 100% heterosexual, and I don't think he's gay either. I do think that he likes, based on what we're seeing with Miss Kitty and these text messages and tugging on diggalings, that there is something that he likes with men. We've heard the rumors that he's trans attracted, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. What I hope for Dwight is because at this point and after this story, bro, nobody whatsoever is believing at this point that you're a heterosexual man. And granted, it's no one's business. But since the verdict is already out on you, Dwight, there's nothing you can say to change people's minds. Go ahead and use this as an opportunity to step into the light, Caroline, and live your truth. And I think he could do it. I think he, well, sorry, Carla. It's all right. No, I, I just want to go to some comments. Victoria Hogan said Dwight is just in denial and hasn't come to terms with his sexuality. Uh, Nola Curvy Girl said, but for reasons like this, he knew if things got out, having a woman there would soften the blow. I do. I do think that. And again, this is another case of didn't we talk about a case the other day? If it's something that I have done, I will not go hard and talk about it. I, when y'all talk about it, I'll just be like. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think the problem comes when you're a public figure and you so loudly denounce it. That's when people can, as Funky says, spray you with your own tea. But if you just said no comment, it's really none of your business. I don't really speak on that. I, I prefer not to say there's plenty of answers you can give without outing yourself and not giving the person what they want. 
you know what I mean? And it's like, you can't have it both ways. Right. Well, I guess you can because you did. So, so I guess um, this is congratulations for him. He's finally yeah. coming to terms. He's decided that he no longer wants to deny, deny, deny. And he said well, he didn't decide that he don't want to go to jail. Okay? <laughs> he, he, he didn't want to go to jail and he was under oath. So he had to say, yes, I was. No, he's been in these, no, 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 he's been in these positions before, Q. He's been in these positions before where he's been. He's been well, able to this settle. time it probably looked like he really was going to go. His ass was forced to say, I, I had sex with him, but it was with consent and not against his will. He was forced into this. To yeah. me, the way that he's saying admitting it, which is a big deal for, especially for masculine presenting right. athlete, black men in America, right. that means this guy got a whole bunch of receipts that he's like, all right, let me admit to that because you know the stuff he's not admitting to is way, way more. I want to just say shout out to Royce because a lot of people came for Royce and she said something is off with this man and she was feeling something and you know. A lot of people are quick to be like, you know, she just this, she's that, she's bitter. Maybe she, and she never put, I don't think she ever put that out there that I know of. Mm-mm. Yeah, he oh, probably, yeah. you know, he put a gag order on that poor young lady. But the, but you remember they did a whole documentary. We talked about this before about his teammates. A teammate had come forward and talked about his behavior of mm-hmm. grabbing their private parts on several occasions and they showed video. So, you know, this is nothing new, but I do applaud him for taking this big step. As you said, Claudia, masculine, male, professional athlete, black male, and saying, hey, I did it. And, you know, it, but it was consensual. Can we see this picture one more time? That big masculine look. Let me see them lip. Can I see the picture of Dwight r- real quick? I believe Dwight Howard real quick. Production. Yeah, he's super masculine presenting. That's a yes, 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 lips. I'm going to shame him now. We're not going to shame him. If y'all don't go on to the next thing, Claudia. <laughs> I'll behave tonight. <laughs> All right, a mother was disgusted to find out that a Louisiana daycare worker purposely harmed her six-month-old child. The woman was caught on video dipping the baby's hand into boiling water mm. and then saying good job when the baby cried from the pain. Look at that hand. Can you believe people are doing stuff like this? Let's go to you first, Q. What do you think about this? That be, she yeah. need to go. She need to be under the jail. Okay, and, and you know what? Th- this is horrible. This right here is why my grandmother came out of the labor force when I was uh, young. And now that I'm 40 years old and I'm older, I look at how big of a sacrifice that was for my grandmother to stop working and to completely be dependent on my mother. My grandmother refused for me to go to daycare as baby because she was not gonna let nobody else watch me. And I see why people do that and why grandmothers and big mamas and stuff like that are important. This is horrific. This sucks. I feel very bad for that baby, of course. I feel bad for that child who trusted, I mean, that that parent that trusted uh, this daycare center with the child. And you know what I also hate too? I hate when, you know, you get somebody that does something like this and now you put this other person's business in jeopardy. You know what I'm saying? This this daycare owner, you know, th- these people are trying to make a living. Now you don't put this man or woman or couple's mm-hmm. business in jeopardy because you wanted to do some low down stuff like this. Praise the Lord that these daycare centers have cameras. And I'd just be curious to know, Al, Claudia, and soulmates, regardless of the cameras, if they weren't present, how the hell did y'all plan on explaining those burns on that baby's hand when that parent came to pick their baby up later on that damn day? Great well, see, question, Al. What do you think about that? Yeah, that was the problem that I had the most in this situation, right? So this is what happened. Now, 
Without a doubt, I, I, I think I would have that I would have cleared that whole daycare out with I came to pick up my baby. and My baby had those degree burns on their hand and no one can explain. Oh, but the that. negligence on the side of this daycare owner is what pisses me off, because like you said, Q, you are putting so many people's lives at jeopardy and you're putting people's livelihood in jeopardy because of this type of action. This daycare the center. The, the the incident happened at one o'clock when the lady dipped the hand, the baby's hand in there, right? She covered it up during the course of the day until about 3.50, according to the police report, where she went to her boss and said, hey, this is what happened to the baby's hand. Why at that point, when that owner of that daycare saw that hand was burnt on their watch, why didn't a daycare owner call 911? or call the police. I just didn't get it, especially when the daycare provider who did it said what happened. Now, instead, the daycare owner called the parent and told the parent to come pick the child up and take it to the hospital. That's not right. I don't like it. I would sue them all. I don't care. We understand that this young lady lives in a shelter and trying to get her life back together. Daycare owner, you've got to do better. You have to do better background check. You have to do better across the board and you should be shut down until further inspection is performed. So the 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 worker works lives in a shelter and the daycare owner was kind enough to offer give your ass a real raggedy ass a job. Right. And now right. we see, you know, some people this hurt people hurt harsh. people though, right? They is, but I'm about to sound like a Republican right now, but sometimes people are exactly where they want to be. I'm sorry. I have no mercy for this woman. Can you okay imagine I've been I'm real sensitive to kids right now because I've been watching way too many videos of these kids on the Gaza Strip, and I am a little bit <laughs> traumatized right now. That kid had burns on his hand, on, on, the, on the hands. I'm sure the baby wasn't just chilling. The baby was probably crying and, and we whimpering and weeping all day. And look at that. Danielle Rhymes said, this is my fear of going back to work. My baby is one month. I may have to find a work from home job. And uh, Key Webb said, with all these cases of daycare abuse, please stop putting your kids in these places. See? And now it's going to affect the good daycare companies. Daycare, yeah, of course. And, 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 and it's weird because, unfortunately, you know, the average person, listen, I, I, I'm helping with my nephew's uh, after-school care and bus service, and that's eight ten a month that I'm paying. I'm paying eight ten a month for bus and after-school. People tell me with the little babies alone for daycare, they're paying $2,000 and stuff That's a month. Right. And, you know, if you want to put your child in a really good one, you're really paying. And the average person ain't got it. You know what At I'm saying? You, you're trusting these people with your children and they go off and do this. This is just horrendous. And I hope that, first of all, it, it's beyond obvious that the person that did this got mental issues. She got yeah. a problem. She got a problem. And that ain't no excuse. That bitch need to go under the jail. In the psychiatric division. I'm surprised she was even cleared to work. All right. Uh, coming up next, find out what we would do in crazy situations. And later, a wax figure museum does Lil Wayne dirty. We want to get your opinion on this. Keep it here. We'll be right back and hit that like button. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Soulmates, we see you in the chat. How many looking right now? All right, 5,300. Got to hit that like button for us one time. Okay, soulmates, 
Have y'all ever thought about how you would handle yourself if you were placed in the middle of an unexpected situation? Well, we'd like for you to chime in in the chat and have a little fun with us and hashtag WWYD. That's what would you do? Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. It looks like DDG has a proposition for the internet. He tweeted three vlogs with DDG or $100,000. What would you do with these options? <laughs> I already know how this is going to go left. Q, Q. You know what? This is so weird about this generation. The fact that three blogs has any value. You know what I'm saying? I was like three blogs. I'm like, like video phone calls with somebody. Like, but the fact that with this generation, that's of even of any value. Obviously, I would take the hundred thousand dollars. I don't. I wouldn't even do three blogs with Oprah. For a hundred thousand dollars, I wouldn't do three blogs with Oprah, Beyonce, Jay Z, and Eartha Kitt from the grave for a hundred thousand dollars. Run me my money. <laughs> uh, run me my not money. Not me, girl. Not I'm me, girl. You too. Run me my money. I have no value in doing a blog with him at all. I could care less. And I, I, I need somebody to explain to me how did he get six million followers on Instagram and four million plus on TikTok? I mean, how did this happen? Who is he? I'm not really familiar with him, except he's a baby daddy now Okay. Okay. to be. I don't know much about him, but I guess. But again, we're at that age group now where there's a whole slew of artists underneath us that are probably really big in their their demographic and their genre that we don't know. You know, Claudia and Al, I love that we got a show where we're actually allowed to be like, Chad, I don't even know who these people (laughs) are we talking about. Like, I love the fact, because I, I imagine that the, the lion's share of the soulmates are in our age bracket and that we right. never get in trouble for being like, child, I don't know them little young kids. <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's true. But damn, I'm, I'm a little sad because I was at the um, salon. Uh, was that a salon? I was at a nail shop the other day. And like, I, I used to know who all the artists were. And I'm like, clueless a little bit. Yeah. I don't know who these people are. I don't know. I don't know them. All right. A uh, hot commodity 777 said, give me my money, please. And Cookie Crumble said, I'll take DDG because he can show me residual income off the vlogs. He is a millionaire. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, told us. All right. An off duty pilot was arrested and charged with 83 counts of attempted murder after trying to shut off a plane's engine during the flight. Hold up. Do you see the picture they use for him? Uh-huh. I'm sorry, but nice they, they make them look all non-threatening and non. Okay, right. where, is no, it, where is this? What do you call that shot? Where is mug shot? Mug shot. Yeah, let me see the menacing picture, that's, or let me find that's the picture. How you know the media. That's how you know the media be playing with us. They playing. They, they play with us. You look at that picture. And you're like, no, not him. He looks so so kind. All right. So what would y'all do if you were one of the passengers on your flight, and, and one of the passengers try to play with your life like this? Al, let's go to you first. What do you think? Uh, you know, I would sue everybody involved. You know, I, I'm that type of guy. Um, however, he's got this this mental health case. That oh, he's girl. There we go. He's saying that he was having, you know, that he was having a nervous breakdown due to his job and that he had tried some psychedelic mushrooms before going on this flight and that he was in having go, he was asleep. He was having a dream, he said, and in his dream, he went to pull the fire handles. Now, this is the funny part, y'all. After he tried to pull the fire handles, they then escorted him to the back of the plane, wrist restrained him. Somehow he got out of the wrist restraint and tried to pull the emergency exit. 
Yes, you heard. Okay, me. well, I mean, real talk with all that going on, like it obviously something was going on with him mentally. Right. And I always told y'all, if ever y'all get in trouble at work, y'all better tell them people y'all got a problem. <laughs> now they can't fire him. They well, got to send his ass yep, to where? They got to send his ass to employee assistance because he got a drug problem. I told y'all, well, if ever you get in trouble at work, if you get caught being drunk or high. Tell them people you got a problem, they can't fire you. But what I would have did, I would have whooped his ass like them, them uh, people did when they tried to crash that plane during 9-11 in the Pentagon, the one that didn't make it or the one that didn't make it to Camp David. I would have, would, we would have jumped his ass. That's what we would have did. That, see, see now, like, they, we know now. We know now. Like right, that Okay, it, I guess they didn't know when they were dragging him from the front of the plane to the back queue. Maybe they didn't know he tried to kill them. Because I can imagine if they knew... Right. They would not have let him get to the back of that plane. They would have jumped. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. That makes we're going to get to the point where we're going to have to have an air marshal on every flight. On every flight, and they're going to raise our tickets. Our mm -hmm. tickets going to be out uh, through the roof. Well, but if, I we want to talk, if we want to talk about tickets, think about it. He would not have been in that jump seat if that airline did not oversell. Because, you know, airlines will oversell a flight in a second. Because they oversold the, the flight, he was placed, he was in given the, the option to sit in the jump seat. You know, the jump seat is in the carpet near the, the pilot. So, Blaine, mm -hmm. shame on you, Horizon. Mental health, mental health. Oh, excuse for everything. All right, what would you do if your family didn't approve of your relationship and refused to invite your significant other to family gatherings? Would you choose love or family cue? I know you're in love. So what would you choose? What would you do? Um, you know, it, it, it honestly would depend on the reason why my family didn't invite my loved one to the thing. If it's one of the situations where my person cussed out my aunt and now he's not allowed to come up to the things no more because of whatever, whatever. I just have to say, babe, based on the way you handled it, it just is what it is. I'm going in to keep peace. You can't go. But if it's just on some, you know, oh, we don't like the person because we don't approve your lifestyle or we don't approve of who you're dating. In my opinion, that's not family. And I would choose love. Right. Al, what would you do? Oh, this is so tough. I 100% trust my family's instincts. So, cause I, sometimes you can be blinded by love. You can accept a lot that you normally wouldn't accept. So I 100% I, I trust my family's instinct in this case. And it would have to be a very strong why, like they would really have to feel very strong. Cause my parents, my, my family take in everybody. They take in the homeless, they take in the rejects. So it would have to be a really strong why for them to not want them around. And I think I would follow their lead. I don't think I'd follow my family's lead because their track record and their experiences that I've seen, like my mother, right? She don't want to show. So I could go ahead and go ahead and talk about her real quick. When we were younger, we you had a babysitter. It was like a single white man and he was like in his forties. Right. And his name was Tommy. He used to be taking us to the store like every day going to get something in a brown paper bag. Now at the time, I didn't know what it was, but looking back, sitting us so clearly my mom don't make great decisions and i talked to my grandmother one day and she's like you know he was homeless and your mama thought he'd be a good babysitter for you so i said mom i could have been molested and i don't remember like she was like no he wasn't that bad i mean yeah he slept outside sometimes but we cleaned i was like and that's the man you chose to be my babysitter you don't love us so no i'm not listening to my mother i'm not listening to my grandmother oh, rest in peace i'm not listening to any of them because they've all made 
horrific decisions in their lives. So no, thank you. So, yeah. but, wait a minute, but wait a minute. They didn't make horrific decisions all their lives. They got you. Hello. Sometimes, that, that's parents, it sometimes, look, sometimes parents have to do things to make ends meet. I, I, I'm laughing at your, your, your story because my mother, when there was no other babysitter available, she used to take me to her oldest brother and he was truly an alcoholic. But I used to be so afraid going to his house, but sometimes he used to go to the store. The only reason I would go, because he would take me to the store every time and let me stand up and hold my hands up while he's going 90 in a 35, because he was drunk. But sometimes- I mean, you're kind of proving my point. I know, Listen, guys, we I'm, got... not gonna, I'm not gonna hold my, that against my mother though, because my mother had to go to work. My mother had to go to work. My dad was at work. My mother had to go to work. And when, she, when her hands were tied and she didn't have anything else to do, she had to do what she had to do to make ends meet. So I can't hold her responsible for that, even though. Well, mom, even though you made a bad decision hiring the homeless man as our babysitter, thank <laughs> God I don't think he molested me. I could be possibly <laughs> out of my mind. That could be my man problem. I don't really know. But we, we got some. Break. You are just fine. We got some funny comments, guys. We got Miss Hollywood say, I intentionally leave my husband at home most of the times just to get a break. Between him and my loud family, I can't deal. And then we got Chanel Star One said, they say that cum is thicker than blood. Ooh, that's a new one, honey. Excuse me. Oh, and then Cindy Boy 209 said, I don't like my family like that no ways. We'll make a new tradition and a new family. I know that's right. <laughs> And to any of my family that's watching, um, sorry. sorry. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all, coming up next, uh, a wax figure museum did Little Wayne Journey. Well, we're going to talk about it. And later, a pastor gives marriage advice to the wives out there. Stay tuned. He need to talk to my mom. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. A lot of us are moving around and life is very different ever since COVID. We got to take extra good care of ourselves. So listen, we got something for you now. If you've ever been on the hunt for a new doctor and li literally everyone you know uh, for their recommendation, you know for a doctor who actually gets you, listens to you, and makes you feel super comfortable. Well, finally, after weeks of searching, you find the one. And not only do they do all that, but they also are close by. And you're both Aries, Moon Libra rising, because that's important, right? Basically a perfect match, but you call their office and they have an appointment available, but then the receptionist tells you this perfect doctor doesn't take your insurance. Well, then you can wipe your tears, put away the ice cream and head over to ZocDoc to find and book the doctor who is right for you and takes your insurance. Now, ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top rated patient review doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you and treat almost any condition you're searching for. Listen, I think this is a great idea. I've lived in so many different cities. And that's the thing that you struggle with, finding a good doctor. Fellas, y'all care to speak on this? Oh, you know, I, I actually need to use ZocDoc right now. Um, I got some personal stuff going on. I need to find a, a therapist that does friend therapy or whatever, because I got some some, some deep-rooted issues with some friends. So I'm actually going to be jumping on ZocDoc because um, – I don't want to bring my friends to my current therapist, but I got some friends right now and we need some therapy and I will be using ZocDoc to try to isolate a therapist that can help us uh, sort out what we're going through right now. That's a good idea. I never even thought about that for that. Okay, Al? 
Uh, so it's interesting, Claudia. I, I actually use ZocDoc. I, and you guys know I had some oral surgery done a couple of weeks ago. So I was at a restaurant here on the East Coast and I was in DC and my mouth just started bleeding profusely. And I was I was eating and I was like, oh, what, what happened? What did I do? So I had in fact had some of the stitches or sutures had busted. I don't even know if that's the right word, but mm -hmm. whatever it did, servants, whatever yeah. it did. And so I went on ZocDoc because I was panicking because I have Obama insurance. So you have to make sure that that insurance matches a provider. And so I ended up finding on ZocDoc a doctor that I could go to in the area. I went in, he told me what happened. He kind of gave me a temporary fix until I was able to get back to the surgeon. And hey, it works. Good for you. All right. Well, go to ZocDoc.com slash cheat and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash T. That's ZocDoc.com slash T. I think this is fantastic. And now that you mentioned Funk, I think I need to send a few of my friends uh, to a therapist. A therapy. <laughs> While we at it. Might have to call my mama to have her do too. <laughs> All right. Promotional consideration furnished by ZocDoc. All right, y'all, let's get back to the topics. And Lil Wayne was not pleased with the reveal of his wax figure at the Hollywood Wax Museum. He tweeted, sorry, Wax Museum, but that bleep ain't me. You tried, though, and I appreciate the effort. Was the Wax Museum wrong for this? Uh, ah. You know, I, I'm starting to think that they do this type of stuff on purpose. And I think they do it for the PR. And I think, unfortunately, they do it with a lot of our African-American artists. Like Beyonce, it was horrible. Zendaya was horrible. Nicki Minaj. But I will say, who's not sitting down and letting this happen is The Rock. Rock is, he, they're reviewing his. His is coming out in France, I think, like this weekend. His was so bad that he said, no way, we're fixing it. So if I was Lil Wayne, if you really, really care, and you really want to change it and you really are offended, they will give you the ability to fix it. And The Rock said, I'm not having it. And he's getting his fixed. How come some of them be so on point and some of them you be like, you really tried it? Q, what you think? Do you think it looked like him or not? So, so the, here's the funny thing, right? If we were on a field trip and we walked through the museum, obviously we could look at it and be like, this is supposed to be Little Wayne. It definitely does have the likeness of him, but it's not. <laughs> it, that feels like they let the um, interns do that one versus letting the more experienced wax people do it. My question, Al, is... I know it said Hollywood Wax Museum. Is this Madden Two so Madam Two Souls, or is this some off-brand Wax Museum? Do we know? No, I was thinking. I I read. I thought I read that it was Madam Two or whatever that one is. But the deal is, y'all, it's not the same artist. So they hire different artists to do different entertainers. And and it, and it depends on the country too, just like the one that, that's doing The Rock, his is gonna be in France. So they hire an artist in France to do different ones. It's not always the same artist. And maybe that's where the problem is. We got some comments. Candace said that was Lil Wayne 15 years ago. Brittany T said that ain't Lil Weezy, that's Lil Asthma. And <laughs> the Kim Kinder Chief said the struggle dreads are killing me. And then and did they use pipe cleaners or something? It the body looks a little disproportionate, like a kind of like dwarfish a little bit. Hold on, Carla. You you gotta see what Poppy said. Hell, the wax figure looks cleaner and better than the real Lil Wayne. <laughs> Hell, <no. laughs> hey. Let's see. <laughs> 
You so messy, Q. You are. No, I just read. Listen, I just read. I don't make the comments. I just read them, honey. Oh, hey, keep it locked because coming up next, a pastor gives marriage advice to the wives out there, and later, Blueface <gasps> is back on Twitter giving his two cents. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, a pastor gave some advice for the ladies on how to talk to their husbands. Take a look at this clip. He is almost like the God figure in our house, right? That's what the Bible says. I know it's tough to, 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 to view it that way, but that's, that's what Ephesians say, okay? So let me give you a practical way. Would you talk to God that way? All right, what are your thoughts on this? I'm going to go to our resident religious man because he, Funky and I are heathens. Al Reynolds, what say you? Look, this is one time that I I am not as vocal. Um, I don't really like telling people what to do in their marriages unless they're being abused. And and, then that's being abused physically, mentally, or emotionally. Now, other than that, if that man uh, doesn't neglect you, He's not abusive. He's un- and he's faithful um, and he's smart because, you know, some men just can't lead. I-, I feel like if you choose to be submissive to your husband, you choose to let your man lead your household and you choose to to make him feel like he's he's godlike, I guess. The godlike part kind of throws me, but godlike and your relationship and your marriage is good, then I don't have a problem with it. All right, Q, are you treating your man like God-like? He's like he's a God? <laughs> <laughs> if you have one, I'm not hypothetically. <laughs> you know, the one I do have, you know, you, you know, what's so funny. You know, anybody who knows me and follows me knows that I'm not a religious buff. I don't, you know, get all into all the church behavior and the, the theatrics of church or whatever the case may be. I don't know about treating God-like, but I will give you guys a little bit of insight into a vow I've made in my current, you know, relationship situation. Um, and it, for me, it, it doesn't even require God to treat people with respect. But I've said to my current guy, there's one thing, there's a couple of things I can guarantee you. I won't talk to you crazy. I won't curse at you. I won't call you out your name. And I won't raise my voice at you. Those are things that I live by. I just feel like if you love people that you just don't talk to them any type of way. And it, it literally is a conversation he and I had. Um, and that's a vow that I made to him that I know for a fact I can keep because I just don't believe in talking to people that you love any type of way. Not to mention I've shared with you guys on this platform that, you know, I was verbally abused. My mother used to talk to talk to me crazy growing up and cursing, yell at us. And it's just not something that I believe in doing with people you love. So to answer her question, she's like, would you talk to God that way? For me, it doesn't even have nothing to do with, with God and everything to do with somebody I love. I wouldn't talk to anybody that I love crazy or sideways. Oh, cute. It just got me emotional. That was so cute. You falling in love. Nope. <laughs> I think we're thrown off right by a woman, a, a pastor saying to treat he's godlike. Right. I think there should be God, then your man, and then whatever else, your family. I don't know how the order goes, but I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I think if you love someone, you should treat them with the respect. That's one of the first conversations I have when I'm dating someone. Um, it's all good to be, it's so easy to be nice to someone you're happy, but how do you talk to each other when you're mad? You know, and I've been able to have 
three long-term relationships in my life, four year, four year, and a three year where no arguments we talked, you know, and it's all on your tone. Like, you know, it, half the things that we get into, it's like how we said it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you, when you cool down, you're like, damn, it really, it's not even with the thing you said a lot of times, it's the tone sometimes. Right. So I think that's very important, but the whole, I think the God thing is throwing me off and I'm yeah. like, but, but I will say speaking to the person you care about with, you know, respect, definitely. And it shouldn't be one way either. Um, Max him says, you'd be a damn fool to look at another human being as a God figure. Come on, man. <laughs> a strong voice said, men don't even want to pay all the bills. I'm not worshiping no man like no God. Come on, strong voice. And Sierra Thompson said, honestly, some of us have gotten comfortable with disrespecting the men we're with while expecting the most. I could see that as well. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and just why are you disrespecting someone you're supposed to love anyways? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that. All right. Speaking of marriage advice, Morris Chestnut's wife must be doing something right because Morris shared that he's been married for 27 years and never cheated. He said, I know I have a good woman. Do you believe that not all men cheat, Al? Absolutely. You know what? I love this black love story right here. It's refreshing to hear this gold standard, especially after the Will and Jada crap. And I 100% that men don't cheat. My mother said my father uh, was 100% faithful, 10 toes down. So I kind of grew up with that. And that's a part of my DNA. So, and also we understand that Morris Chestnut is a devout Baptist. We never hear no mess about him in the blogs, cheating on anybody. He and his wife um, have always, you know, had positive things. We hear everything positive around him that he's a faithful dude. Thank mm-hmm. you. What are your thoughts? You know, I I love to hear this because, you know, I've talked about this before in the past in my YouTube videos, especially within black culture. It definitely is. It's it's kind of this. If you ever go to a barbershop, Claudia, and you hear, you know, men in relationships are married, oftentimes you'll hear men talking about their side pieces or their side piece will come up to the barbershop and bring them food. And a lot of the other black men in the room won't even check him about it. It's just an unspoken, accepted behavior amongst black men um, that you're supposed to have multiple women, your main and the others on the side. So it is definitely refreshing to see somebody who is revealed as a revered as a sex symbol, who's as attractive as Morris Chestnut, who has access to any piece of punani that he wants. Let mm-hmm. it be known to the world, baby. I'm a I'm a one woman man. You know he does that, and Method Man is another one that lets it be known, baby. I am a one woman man and it is refreshing because these days black men are catching such a bad reputation and it's in vogue right now to bash the hell out of black men and we ain't nothing and blah, blah, blah. so it does feel good that we do get a little bit of positive representation in the rep- in the relationship space i see some people saying i don't believe it in the chat uh well maybe one or two people i'm gonna say this i know morris chestnut I know more Chestnut and I know his, some of the people in his circle. And I think that has a lot to do with it. One of his closest friends is, and who actually works with him is my friend Turk, Turk Stevens. And anyone that knows him knows he is a solid human being as well. Actually, he gave his kidney, one of his kidneys up for his mom. Like Morris surrounds himself with quality, other quality black men. So I think it's easy to be accountable and it's easy to not cheat. And it's easy to do the right thing when you're a good person. And then you also don't have raggedy ass friends in your ears saying, man, you soft, what you doing? Because like you said, Funky, he is fine as hell. And he has a lot of options if he so chose. So to me, that makes it even more admirable Mm because he can't say, well, it's being thrown at me. He could easily say it's Mm -hmm. been thrown at me, but he still shoot. It's a choice. 
He chooses to be faithful. He chooses to respect his wife and he chooses not to be a cheater. And that's why he's had longevity. That's why everyone loves him. That's why he looks young. His son is fine too. Like that is a dope ass family. Like I love the entire family. Claudia, uh, Go ahead. Claudia so my mother said, my parents were, were married for 45 years until my father passed. And my mother said one of the reasons of their, they, were have, they had such a strong reunion for so long was because she never denied him sex or food. <laughs> Regardless of what was going on in their marriage, those are the two things that she knew that if you denied your man sex or food, he could go somewhere else because somebody else is going to give it to him. What are your thoughts on that? And Q, you could jump in here too. It makes sense, but I think it's a little unfair. Like it's a little like it's like if you have a migraine headache and you and like you are really in excruciating pain or you just don't feel up to it. Like I know friends, I have friends that are in long marriages and they say similar things too, but they also hate it. But they do it for um, And I want yeah. as long as the, the guy appreciates it, but I I, I don't know. You know, on the flip on the flip side of things, too, Al, to your mother's credit, and I'm sure your father's rebuttal would be he never denied that light bill being paid and never denied <laughs> the being paid and never denied a building that house, never denied her that pool. Home. So, in fact, you know, back in that, that generation, car. it was right. a give and a take, and everybody right. understood their role. I bet your mama took her debit card and went to that grocery store and have to worry about that bad. Right. <laughs> you know what I, I do. I, I I do think it's easy to. Right. To do all the things that you're expected and wanted to when you're also fulfilled. Yeah. I think when you're resentful, right? Yeah. The man, I ain't buying you those extra shoes because you ain't giving me the sex I want. And then the girl on the flip side is like, well, I don't feel safe with you. So, no, you're right. not getting sex at your back and call. So, but no one wants to go first a lot of times because of ego, yeah. right? Yeah. You yeah. go first, then I'll go. And right. Yeah. All right. Uh, a woman on, on a flight claimed discrimination after being denied alcohol. <laughs> Watch this clip. Girl, bye with the reverse discrimination. You're serving the black people liquor, not me as a white woman. How dare you not beckon? How dare you not bow down to me first? You go ahead. Speak it's on It's funny to me. It like, is. You know, I, I, I. I want to have a Karen situation so bad or just like <laughs> be present. I would have been eating this up. It's so funny, especially to I can laugh because we all can look at this and tell there's nothing racial about it whatsoever. Like, mama, you are drunk. Sit your drunk trash ass down somewhere before we have to our uh, emergency land this damn plane and detain you whole. <laughs> yeah, okay. Al, what do you think about this, Al? Was she being discriminated against? Al, what do you think? So first of all, she's going to Karen Registry queue that we yeah. said well, actually one exists now. And then Jet, needs, Jet Blue needs to put her on the do not fly list. But let me tell you what's so great about this. So the gate agent, the flight attendants, as well as anybody else are people that have the authority to make these decisions. And that is exactly what happened. The gate agent informed the flight attendant what was going on with this young lady because she was exhibiting behavior that said that maybe she had over, that she was over drinking. 
So the fact that the, the flight attendant did not serve her was awesome. But the extra funny part was that when she was being escorted off the plane, she was being escorted off by a black security guy. And the guy who did the video recording said, hey, and look now, you're being escorted off by a black man. I thought that was hilarious. So, hey, it's a lesson. You guys got to know that people are watching you from the front all the way into the plane and on the plane as well. Uh, Cable said they want to be oppressed so badly. I say that all the time. They want their own little personal. Four hundred. They want to say that so bad. Four hundred years, and guess what? It's we're not buying it. We're not buying it. Uh, Chanel Star one said if they didn't serve her any alcohol, she definitely sunk it on the plane because she was lit. But she probably drunk before she got on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know, Claudia? I was sitting waiting on my flight to come to DC. And I was just, you know how you're at the bar. I don't know, you guys, I don't go to the lounges as much because food's not as good. Sitting at the mm. bar and the bartender, guy was talking and he was clearly drunk. The bartender said, sorry, I can't serve you. Hold on, the Al, real quick. Uh, 31 Angie once said, Funky, get your dog. That ain't I thought dog. I heard a dog. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Whose dog is it? Al? It's not Someone Al, got a dog, Al, and I, I've been being quiet the I'm whole actually time. watching my dog and my sister's puppy that barked. That was not me. So, which one of y'all hoes got a dog? Brittany T said, Joyce dog and Rusty Door. <laughs> is that Joyce dog? <laughs> no, it's, no, no, Y'all better clear this up. Who's before we go to commercial? Who's Who dog is it? Not mine. It's, a, it's where I'm filming. There's a dog. Okay. Where I'm filming, there's a dog. <laughs> oh, where are you, Al? <laughs> I know. Look, look. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> where are you? I've been I've been DC filming, but uh, I'm at a you know a little. Angie, it wasn't me. <laughs> Al, you and so you someplace you ain't supposed to be. You, there's a random dog in the room with you. Right. <laughs> oh, Joyce. Too. Joyce wants us to clear her name, but I think it's more fun if we don't. So I'm not going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right coming up blue face is coming back to twitter to give us two cents i promise y'all we will not spend a lot of time on blue face because yes. i can't stand him we'll be right back <laughs> welcome back to tjf now our executive producer joyce claims she allergic to dogs. I don't know how true that is. Um, you think she allergic to you, or do you think that's her dog? I think she allergic to it. I, I don't think that's her dog. Now, if it was some crab <laughs> cracking back there, some crabs making noise, that was definitely Joyce. But the dogs, no, but we ain't going to put the dogs on Joyce. They saying it's Al Sneaky Link. They saying Al picked up a dog sitting job while he was <laughs> <laughs> said that. Um, Al was gonna let Funky take that charge and be silent. I sure was. I was about to let Funky take that charge. Okay, who is this turtle person they keep asking about? They keep asking about Turla. I don't know who y'all talking about. All right, let's get into this. Let's take a look at this tweet by Blueface. Oh, I can't stand him. If you got more than one baby daddy as a woman, you're a whore. It's that simple. Life is like a box of bleeps. Pick one and go. This is also from the man that has two baby mamas and sleeps with a lot of different people all the time. Ooh, yeah, like Megan. Does this apply to men as well? 
I mean, it should. Unfortunately, it doesn't apply to men. It's a double standard. But let me tell you what, Blueface, what you need to be worrying about is that judge who just decided that you owe that strip club in Las Vegas in excess of $13 million. And also, you need to be worried about that house that you got that's going into foreclosure. Now, I don't see many baby mamas with multiple baby daddies worried about a $13 million lawsuit and losing their home. So there you have it. All right. Funky. They're going over there, kiss Krishan ass and try to get another season over there at the Zeus. They say <laughs> the, the Zeus pay real well. Um, but you know, I will say this. I don't know the complete context of this text and, and, and what drove it, but he has been fighting with his mama and calling her all types of whores and stuff all this week. And he also made a comment saying, you know, that she got three men from three different baby daddies and basically calling her a whore. So I'd be curious to know, you know, if this text was more about his mom and less to do about a general statement. It, it is. And he is very reactionary. So him and his mom on social media beefing. And I hate that I know this, um, but she made a comment about his, uh, uh, Jaden's uh, BBL being a disaster, which I'll leave that up to y'all to decide if it is or not. Y'all go ahead and take a look. And then he said, and, oh, I'm sorry. The mama showed her butt on social media. So, you know, Blueface had something to say about that. And they were going back and forth. She says, my butt looks better than the woman in your house. And it just go, went back and forth. And that even, I think that even prompted him to propose to his girlfriend this 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 weekend. Because, you know, Blueface will do something like that. And they went to arguing about whose ring was better. His mama's or his baby mom. It's, and then he, yeah, that was definitely shade for his mother. Which I don't know who's worse with those two, but the mama does be eating him up. I will say that. <laughs> All right. I don't want to talk about them anymore. Prince from Love and Hip Hop revealed that he used to hook up with Lori Harvey and rapper Sweetie's mother. He also shared that Lori Harvey caught him trying to record her in the act. Do you think it was wrong on a prince to kiss and tell, Al? Well, it seems to be a pattern as of late, Claudia. We've covered, what, in the last two months, a lot of kiss and tell on the men's side. And when you think about it, I mean, if women are allowed to kiss and tell, then why can't men? If we don't hold women accountable when they do it, then why are we all of a sudden holding men accountable when they do it? Yeah. You know, Al, earlier you used the word double standard, and it is a double standard. So, you know, t t you're right. It was good for the goose should be good for the gander, but it does hit a little different when it comes from a man. It just does. And especially somebody like Prince, because it feels a little clout chasey. It, it feels like you're trying to get one off. You're trying to put yourself in the ranks too of all these guys that Lori Harvey has. We know that Lori Harvey is our black Kim Kardashian, you know, she's the socialite that's dating around and everybody wants to, you know, get a little piece of Lori Harvey and whatnot. I don't like it. And then I damn sure when it comes to Sweetie's mother, that's somebody's mother and that's an older person. I just wasn't raised like that. Like, I don't, I don't think you should be doing like talking like that about somebody, mama. But you know what the T was, though? <clears throat> Not he didn't just talk about Lori Harvey. He answered the, the question that he hit it raw. That you know, I don't like that. Let me just say this, and I don't know much about him, but he's had his fair share of rumors about him, and he's had allegations with him and Trey Songs and other people. Okay, and I'm sure he didn't like that. I'm sure he didn't like that, and I'm sure that was very hard for him to deal with that. And you know, he's had been in wait, a lot wait, of. Wait, what, Claudia? You know, share what? Are you spilling some more tea? What happened? Man, uh -huh. we only have forty five seconds. 
I know, but you, you, you got, know about you got that, 10 right? Seconds. Uh-huh. I, they I know. What do you mean with Trey Songz, like sexually? Yeah, there's rumors, and I'm not saying it's true. Allegedly, there are rumors about him and Trey Songz. So if you want to talk about reputation, why don't you address that and clear the air on that? And I don't like you talking about you hitting it raw. I think that's very disgusting to share that. That's an intimate fact. You can say, yeah, we dated. I understand that because I've done that. We've all done that. But saying you hit it raw is very rude and very, that's not cool to me. But damn, we should talk more about this tomorrow. I want to thank <laughs> Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for doing their thing. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Crockett's Corner. We'll see you tomorrow. And yeah, we should really get in. Y'all want to talk more about that tomorrow? So mates, let us know. No, because I don't want nobody digging around. Right in my- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>